he's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Intercom Studios, Miracle Mile, recording live on a Tuesday. Excited to be in the studio today. Uh, got a really good show. A lot to talk about. Um, of course, we're going to end with the, uh, Kobe Bryant's legacy that I believe he left. And uh, I've got some things to say about that. Tragic, tragic event. Kobe, his daughter, and um, seven other individuals lost their lives in a Helicopter crash, as you all know. So I'll be speaking a little bit on that uh, towards the end of the show. Um, we have some recruiting news, or I have some recruiting news, some big news um, here out of Southern California, and um, I think nationally, at least has some national acclaim to it. Uh, we've got our sleeper of the week here in Southern California again. Got a first round draft pick here in our backyards, and we didn't even know it, other than my man. At Corona Centennial, who we all know about. Got another guy. It's a first-round draft pick, and we didn't even know it. So uh, we'll get to that. We're going to recap the World Bowl National Combine that happened this past week in Orlando, Florida. Talk a little bit about that. And again, we'll finish it off with the Kobe Bryant legacy that he left for me, and hopefully he left for everyone. So um, definitely looking forward to that. It's now time for our recruiting news. Not hot off the press, but kind of kind of a surprise for me. Didn't think this would happen this quickly. Number one prospect in America, probably number one player in America, 2021 defensive end Corey Foreman out of Corona Centennial High School here in the Inland Empire, Southern California, commits to Clemson on his unofficial visit, junior day, down in South Carolina at Clemson and they get the number one prospect in the class um, at this point in time in the recruitment period over the last few years. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, DJ was the number one guy at, at some point and now Corey Foreman and what is going on out in Clemson that they are reeling in number one prospects fairly easy. I need to know what's. I need to take a trip down there. I got to find out what's going on. Um, and I've heard through the grapevine what's going on. It's the old, you know, Bobby Bowden method of recruiting. But I need to go down and, and find out for myself what's going down up in Clemson and how they are just reeling in five star and number one prospect after five star and number one prospect. But nevertheless, I don't want to take away from my guy Corey Foreman, who is a great kid. Comes from a great family, the Foreman family. I've got a chance to meet them before multiple times. Dad, Kevin, uh, his beautiful wife, and uh, Corey, our number one prospect in Southern California, probably the number one prospect nationwide, commenced to the Clemson Tigers. And you pair him along that defensive line with uh, Brian Brezee and uh, Miles Murphy, who were two five-stars that committed from this last cycle. Clemson is going to be a problem for a very long time, at least the next three to four years and probably beyond that. Dabo Sweeney, you know, recruiting like any other. And sheesh, 
that is going to be an issue for everybody. Corey Foreman and Brian Brezzi and Miles Murphy all on one defensive line. And uh, it's going to be a long day for ACC opponents and opponents nationally. Clemson, you know, you know, they stay on fire on the recruiting trail, and it, it hasn't slowed down yet. I don't know when it's going to slow down. I don't worry if it's going to slow down. It won't be for a while. They're going to dominate the recruiting trail for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, really the only people that have to say anything about it is LSU and maybe Bama. But uh, Southern California loses another of its elite players, prospects. It uh, was a mass migration last year, and it's starting off poorly this year. So Corey Foreman and Clemson uh, moving along. Keanu Tanavasa. The 2020 Mission Viejo defensive tackle commits to University of Utah. Congratulations to Tanavasa and family. How about St. John Bosco, middle linebacker, 2020. Danny Lockhart takes a preferred walk on to USC. Congratulations to Danny. Go out there and handle your business. Earn yourself a scholarship by running and hitting and knocking the crap out of people who have the football and being a great student and being a terrific leader. Congratulations to you at USC, preferred walk-on. Moving along, Ego Egabase out of Crespi, the 2020 defensive end, who's a former Transparent Truth sleeper of the week. He gets a big offer from UNLV. I expect a commitment to come down the pipe really soon. I know uh, Nevada is, is, is especially hot on his tail as well. This kid is a 6'3", 220-pound defensive end with, with really good length and is tremendous uh, in the pass rush game. He's got a relentless motor to the football, really like him. And I think things are going to work out really well for him and his family. So congratulations to Ego. How about 2022 Alamany athlete Ephesians Prysa gets a big-time offer from USC. How big-time is the USC offer now? I think that probably is a question that probably needs to be asked. How big time is that offer now since they've tumbled down the recruiting um, prestige in terms of their offer, right? It's it's really tumbled. But Ephesian Price Ox of an Alamein, the 2022 athlete, gets a USC offer. And then how about Mateo Ugalele, the 2023 tight end out of Bosco, gets a big offer from Gigum. Texas A&M. So that does it for recruiting news. And uh, it's time to move along. It's time to get to our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, Sleeper of the Week this week hails from here in Southern California, which is, you know, my home base. And, you know, a lot of our Sleeper of the Weeks, or a lot of my Sleeper of the Weeks are going to come from here. But they, we have a first-round pick here in Southern California beyond Corey Foreman, and we didn't even know it. In the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to Roland Fullwood. Six foot five, 300 pound, 
offensive tackle, left tackle out of Lawndale High School. Special, special talent, special prospect. Had a chance to see him at the National Combine this past weekend in Orlando. And boy, did he show up and show out. You're talking all of 6'5", a former basketball player. So you're talking about a kid who's plays with balance and footwork, tremendous length, seven-foot wingspan. This kid is a future first-round pick if he has his head on straight and his nose clean. Rolling forward, Lawndale High School. Shout out uh, to, to, to Lawndale. And, you know, they have been putting out players, you know, at least for the last, I don't know, three, four years. I don't know, something like that. But rolling forward, sleeper of the week. You know, congratulations. And uh, the big fella is going to be an issue for anybody down the road. He's got all the tools to be an all-conference college player, you know, a first-round draft pick, first-round draft pick, and a pro bowler on the NFL level. I love his potential. I love his upside. I love his talent and ability. Um, he's going to do big things. So, shout-out to Lyndell. Uh Moving along, it's time to get to our World Bowl National Combine recap. Want to shout out to all the kids who flew out to Orlando or drove out and was a part of our National Combine. Almost 400 athletes came out to compete, be measured, tested via uh, you know electronic testing, go through all the measurement stations, registrations, and uh, get out there and, and compete through drills and one-on-ones and so on and so forth. So I want to get down to it. My, our, our offensive line MVP hails from Trinity Catholic High School out in Tampa, Florida, Mr. Caleb Johnson. Big time weekend for Caleb. Not only did he win offensive line MVP, but he was also uh, awarded some scholarship offers. I believe Florida State, um, University of Miami. So Caleb, great job for him. Great performance. Our defensive line MVP also came from Florida. Navarre High School up in the northwest part of Florida near Pensacola. Grady Kelly, defensive line MVP, six foot three, 240 pound defensive end. Uh, played big time. He played inside. He played outside. He was a problem with his, uh, his speed and his power. Great job by the two Florida kids representing their home state. Uh, and then moving along to our linebacker MVP, Jermaine Hamilton Jordan, out of Lincoln High Lincoln College Prep High School in Kansas City, Missouri. Jermaine was awesome. Um, he was very good in one-on-one uh, coverage. He was very good in linebacker drills. He showed great leadership and great character to try to do the right things, even when nobody was looking. So a tremendous job by Jermaine Hamilton Jordan out of Kansas City, Missouri. Our running back MVP. David Hamilton out of Avondale High School in Michigan. David did a great job. He blazed the 40-yard dash. Um, he was terrific at one-on-ones, running by people with his explosive speed. And uh, he's got a couple of offers, and I expect a lot more to come his way. He's a kid. He's very explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. Congratulations, David Holloman, running back MVP. Moving along, wide receiver MVP from here in Southern California, Mr. Jonah Burton of Simi Valley High School. Um, Jonah was 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 excellent in drills. Um, he showed a, a vast uh, array of of moves off the line of scrimmage. He showed the ability to beat man to man coverage, get in and out of his breaks, and create separation and catch the ball very cleanly. Congratulations to Jonah Burton and his father uh, for coming out and and dominating the wide receiver position. 
Defensive back MVP, Mr. Cody DeCambra, the 2023 Bishop Gorman prospect out of Nevada. Cody came out, he balled out, he tested very well as he normally does at a combine setting. But man, his patience and his playmaking as a defensive back uh, were on another level. He looked like a seasoned vet out there and uh, never found himself out of position or out of phase in one-on-one coverage. Uh, Our quarterback MVP goes to Blaine Heapa, 2022 quarterback out of Campbell High School in Hawaii. Long trip, nine, ten-hour trip from Hawaii to Orlando, Florida. But Blaine went out there and made it happen, threw some great balls down the field, was excellent in drills, and uh, our quarterback coach said he was the guy. Shout-out to Rich Bartell for coming out coaching the quarterbacks. Our defensive overall MVP our overall defensive MVP went to my man Shoes Brinkley. Shoes from Northeast High School in Pennsylvania. Not only did he come out and play, you know, running back on the offensive side, but he switched over, stayed the extra couple of hours, played defensive back on the DB side, and he was locked down. Um, he, was, he was a little handsy at first, but once he made the adjustment, he was just a guy who was in phase throughout, hip pocket throughout, playing the ball, and uh, he's got a big-time future. He's got a few offers already, but I expect that to grow. This kid is a lockdown defender, and I think once he gets some real live coaching into his system at that DB position, he is going to be a guy uh, that has a very, very bright future. He's got tremendous quickness, great speed, and he's super competitive. He's got really good ball skills. So Shoes Brinkley out of a Northeast High School in Pennsylvania was our overall defensive MVP. And then our offensive overall MVP goes to my sleeper of the week, Mr. Roland Fullwood, the offensive tackle out of Lindale here in Southern California. The big fella flashed everything that you would ever need to see out of not only a big-time prospect. And listen, he's a three-star prospect on everybody's list. I'm telling you right now, this is a five-star kid. Five-star prospect, will be an NFL player, and has the potential and the talent and the ability and work ethic to be everything that I said he could be earlier in the show. I'm talking first-round pick. I'm talking pro bowler, 10-year NFL vet. This kid is super talented, and he has a dynamic skill set for an offensive tackle that I think will he, he's barely scratching the surface now. He will only get better, and I cannot wait to see his development moving forward. So he was our overall offensive MVP, rolling full wood out of Lindale High School. Shout out to head coach Travis Clark. Um, and that does it for our recap, or at least my recap, of the National Combine. Um, just some, some quick words. Those were our MVPs and top performers, but... Shout out to Micah Davey about Baton Rouge. He was a linebacker. I thought played really well. Uh, shout out to uh, Kekahi Graham up out of St. Louis of Hawaii, the 2023 quarterback. Thought he threw the ball pretty well as well. Um, you know, shout out to uh, you know a lot of the kids who came out and just competed hard, put their best foot forward. Um, I think they did you know some 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 really good things to create exposure for themselves get, create some recognition for themselves and um, you know it, it, it was a good time it was a good time weather was good uh, kids played hard practiced hard worked hard um, did some really really good things man the, our offensive line group defensive line group was excellent um, Miles from uh, from 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 Saint, East St. Louis I thought he was you know, really good. I mean, he's going to be special as an offensive tackle. Needs to continue to develop. 
Uh, you know, definitely Rico Flores, a 2023 wide receiver who was at, you know, one school. He's now transferred to Folsom. Uh, he's showed some special things as well on the outside. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that did some really good work. And uh, I appreciate those guys for coming out. Uh, Jaden Furubotten from here out in Southern California, big offensive guard from uh, Chaparral. He came out and did some really good things. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of good players. It was really good competition. The O-line group was about as good as I've seen in a long time. Big Ian, big 6'5", 350-pound freshman out of Georgia. Uh, you know, he showed some some really special gifts. And uh, guys really competed hard, man. We ran an O-line, D-line group. You know, r- you know, run game, pass game, drill work. It, it was it was exciting. It was dynamic. It was innovative and creative. And uh, thank you so much for everybody that helped out. So um, that does it for my recap of the World Bowl National Combine. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there next year competing, getting after each other, and, and uh, you know, doing your thing. So, uh, time to move along. Getting ready to end this show. I know it's a little bit of a short show today, but I want to touch on the Kobe Bryant deal. Um, helicopter crash. Nine people. Tough. Tough. To, tough. It was a tough day. I know for me, I was at the Pro Bowl when I heard, heard the news. I left the Pro Bowl, didn't even watch it. Took an Uber back to my hotel and just, you know, sat in my room and, and thought about all my interactions with Kobe. Um, some of you may or may not know that I get, you know, front row tickets to the Lakers game via my, my good friend, Namdi Asamoah, who's a avid Laker fan and a season ticket holder, you know, front row right next to the Lakers bench. And in my phone, I have pictures of Kobe from his second to last game that he ever played in the NBA. And uh, just some pictures that I took of him and, uh, you know, we would have conversations over in that corner. And he was just a really good dude, man. He seemed at peace, uh, hanging up his basketball shoes, really transitioned well, it seemed like, to coaching his daughter and teaching her the game and coaching her team. And, you know, I I read something the other day, I guess it was from uh, Tracy McGrady, talked about Kobe said he wanted to die young, man. He wanted to be immortalized. He wanted to die young. He wanted people to be remembered. He wanted to be remembered as he is, not or or as he was, not as he is when, you know, being a 70, 80 year old guy. He wanted to die young. And that was that was, you know, interesting to me. And I just think about the, the legacy Kobe left behind. And for me, his legacy will always be this. And I wanted to share this with my audience because this is how I'll remember Kobe. And this is what I'll do to use the remembrance of Kobe to help better myself and help better my kids and my community and the people that I affect. The will to work. Kobe Bryant's will to work and outwork everybody else. There was never, you know, too much work for him. He was always trying to get better. And I think all of us can take that and use that in our everyday life to to improve whatever we're doing and whoever we're trying to be. The will to work. The will to work begets the will to compete. No matter if the Lakers were overmanned or undermanned, Kobe was always competing at the highest level, giving his very best 
you know, day in and day out, game in and game out, practice in and practice out, just the the, the will to work beget the will to compete and just always competing, you know, to be the best. And, you know, people feel some way about me every now and again, right? People think I'm either A, too cocky, B, too confident, or, or C, always comparing myself or competing with somebody else. And you know what? They're probably right in all three phases. Am I a little cocky? Yep. Am I probably a little too confident? Yeah. Am I, am I always competing? Yes. When I say I'm the best scout in the business, regardless of level, I mean it. I'm always competing, and I'll tell you about it. See, the difference between me and maybe probably other people in the business is, you know, they may think they're the best, but they won't tell you. I will tell you. I will talk some trash to you. I'm going to tell you I'm the best, and I'm going to go show you I'm the best, and I'm going to tell you again that I'm the best. And that's just how I roll. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to listen. Put me on mute, as some people have. And that's cool, too. So the will to work begets the will to compete. The will to compete begets the will to win. And that will to win is just simply taking, not taking no for an answer. Not taking not good enough for an answer. If you don't, if you didn't win, go back and work. Go back and compete harder and come out with a W later. So that's going to be my legacy from Kobe Bryant. The will to work begets the will to compete begets the will to win. The more work I do, the harder I compete. The harder I compete, the more I win. Don't give me no excuses. Don't give me no complaints. If I didn't get a jo- if I didn't get the job done, I go back and I work harder. I compete more, and then I win. That Kobe is how I will remember you. That is how you have inspired me. Hopefully, that is how you inspired others. Thank you so much for what you gave us. My heart. And my prayers go out to your wife, Vanessa, and your three daughters. I know it didn't end the way we all want it. But I do take solace in knowing that at your time of demise or the end, you were doing something that you loved, which was holding and taking care of your loved one. And which also gives me comfort is that Gigi, his daughter, who also passed, was not alone. They transitioned together. I imagine she was in her dad's arm being comforted and protected. And Kobe, as we all know Kobe to be, was there being a leader, being a fighter and a competitor, holding his daughter looking death squarely in the eyes and accepting his fate. Kobe Bryant, gone too soon at the age of 41, but will be remembered not only as one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but one of the greatest competitors of any sport of all time. Rest in peace, Kobe, Gigi, and the other seven individuals who lost their lives in the helicopter plane crash near Calabasas. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for today's show. Please tap in with me on Friday as I will have a Friday five-star guest on here on The Transparent Truth. Without further ado, let's bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.